good evening, good night. Uh, hey guys, on the line right now I have Jim Connolly, otherwise known as Old School, to all of us uh, uh, wrestling wrestling fans out there. And I well, I just want to say thanks for uh, agreeing to do the do the show. I know you're you're a, well, a very busy guy with uh, with uh, Zumba Zumba and uh, whatnot, but. It's great being here. I can't believe I'm up at 8:30 in the morning, but uh, <laughs> no worries. Enjoy talking to the people. Oh yeah, I got I got four kids, so I got to hustle them off to off to rest school. So I'm I'm always up. Hey, real life gets in the way. Always does. Oh, always. <laughs> but that's kind of the. I do like this podcast because I can actually sit in my underwear. This is kind of cool. Dress <laughs> up for the podcasts I've done. So this is a this is nice, and I can wander around the house. This is I'm very happy with this one. As you've uh, probably learned, I'm very very professional at this. So. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Oh. Sounds good. Oh no, I just I just, uh my podcasting method is I throw anything against the wall and kind of see what see what sticks. sticks. Yeah. But Sounds good. Yeah, I'll just get, I'll, I'll just get 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 into it right now. How long have have you actually been a uh a a ref ref for? Well, I've uh, believe it or not, I'm 63 years old mm-hmm. and I started when I was 45 years old, so I was year 2000 august 18th at the cne in toronto um my friend ron hutcherson i've known him for years because uh we used to be fans standing in the line at maple leaf gardens and uh <laughs> waiting to see the big stars from wrestling when it was uh nwa here and uh ron was just a little kid young kid and i was probably a teenager and we sh- there's no reason we should have known each other we were from different parts of town but uh you sort of saw the regular fans, and uh, some good friendships always happened during wrestling, and uh, we became friends. So, at age 45, I phoned him up one day, or I guess I messaged him, and said, uh, is there anything I could possibly do in wrestling? I said, I've put this off for so many years because I was building a career in teaching, and uh, he said, well, why don't you? We have uh, uh, this young student lady who is leaving, and she's presently our commissioner at the Apocalypse Wrestling Federation. You might have heard of her. Her name was Trish Stratus, <laughs> and she left for the WWE, the only wrestler that I know of who was sent to someone knowing that she was already signed. And she went to Ron's school. Vince got her to go to Ron's school, and the rest is uh, obviously history. She did quite well, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I think she's uh, she's she's she she has done pretty pretty good pretty good for herself so so in between time um ron got this deal to do um the cne and he called it the iron man tournament so he was working every day at the cne and had putting on a free show uh back in 2000 and uh, obviously me being a teacher elementary school teacher i was available in the summers so he said come on down one day and watch the show so i was watching the show and then he looked down and said, have you got some running shoes? And I said, yeah, I got some in the car. He says, go get them. And I went out in the car, and he said, okay, you're refing the next match. And that was my training. <laughs> I had no idea when I went to the X that day that I was going to be in the ring. Never been in a ring in my life before. The match was between uh, a young man named Vijay Singh, who was a very good wrestler. Big, there were big, big boys. Ron likes the big boys. And he was against a guy named Sin who ended up being Kazarni in WWE, and now is Sim Bodhi, who wrestles out of Las Vegas. Has his own promotion there. Yeah, um, so that's how it all began, many years ago. 
Wow. <laughs> well, you have over over your career, you've you've met many 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 people people who have went on to bigger 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 things. And any any real sir any any real sur surprises that uh, you just um, I don't know if there's any surprises because most of the guys I kind of figured would be semi-famous were semi-famous. So um, if you use uh, Apocalypse Wrestling for an example, um, in Toronto where I was for about three years before it ended, um, certainly the people that I worked with, Ron, um, I mean he's my friend, but I've got to tell you he is a, an excellent trainer. He's very tough. Um, pain, torture, and agony (PTA) that was his uh, uh, sort of motto, and uh, but he produced such stars as uh, I, I did a lot of early matches with uh, Gail Kim. Um, I, I believe I did the first in-ring appearance of Beth Phoenix and Tracy Brooks. Oh wow! And both of them were not uh, wrestling matches. Um, Beth Phoenix is the, was the most natural athlete I've ever worked with, only because she actually came out of a pretty high level of amateur wrestling. Um, Gail Kim, believe it or not, with the three years that I worked with her, she actually uh, wore a mask. Really? Every year, Ron promises to tell me why she he put this beautiful girl in the mask, but. We've never figured that out yet. Um, so, so she was known as La Felina in Toronto here. Um, so those are the, the most famous guys, I guess, who came out of uh, those early years. Um, otherwise, really and truly in Ontario, you just have to think of any of the Ontario wrestlers because chances are I ref them. So, uh, you know, Ty Dillinger, of course, I did a lot of his matches. Um, and right now my mind is going blank of some of the other guys in Ontario who've done well. Cody Diener, of course, went to TNA for a little while. Um, Tyson Duke's done lots of his matches. So, yeah, and none of them are really surprises because to get into the top, you really do have to be unbelievably good. And um, they, they sort of a cut above. So we see a lot of guys in Ontario and you go, oh, wow, they're, they're you know really good wrestlers. But you sort of know that they're really good and uh, they're going to be staying in Ontario for a while. Um, there's a certain level you sort of, you, you like in any, any job or anything else, you just sort of peak and you sort of say stay the same. But uh, those guys were guys who just always worked on their game. Um, Tyson Dukes and Cody Diener, to me, are the elite of Ontario, and they continue to work on their game and uh, have never stopped trying to get better. So your original question was surprises. Oh, you know what? I'm, to be honest, I'm looking through my results right now just to see if there's any names. There is one guy that I was very shocked at, and I'm probably going to get killed for this if anybody ever hears this, but that would be Santino Morella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he was a young guy here who wrestled as Johnny Chiabasco and um, very, very tough athlete. And I, not that I'm surprised that he made it. I'm more surprised at the character because the character is kind of a comedy character and he is such a serious man and uh, so focused on his career and so focused on his martial arts. And uh, um, I was a little surprised that he made it all the way um, as a comic character. Um, his skills were never in doubt, but... Uh, yeah, that was just a little. That was, that one was a bit of a surprise. So, fire away. <laughs> I've stopped. I'm a talker. You didn't know that, did you? Um. Well, honestly, I have met you twice, I think, and it's been a quick. Hey, hey, how's it? How's it? How's it going? Love you. Great. Love it. Love it. What you do, but no, didn't honestly didn't think you uh you were uh, much of a uh, much of a talker, because well I oh. well I always see you on uh, business uh. Business, business time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, day of the show, I'm not as uh, after the show, I'm okay. But during 
going to show I'm pretty focused. We have to uh, referees. It's. It, I mean, I'm not going to say that referees is. You know, in Ontario, you know that the difference between referees is. You know, night and day. There's some great ones, and uh, there are some that are not so great. And uh, we certainly focus the good ones. I think, if if you consider me a good one, um, focus on the day of the game to. You know, make sure you know uh, what's going on, and uh, you know, generally, just make sure you're prepared. So sometimes I'm not as friendly friendly I guess if you want to say that and, uh, once I know everything and want and it, depending on the promotion too um, I'm pretty friendly with the fans and I try to speak a lot but uh, yeah I, I must admit if you catch me at the wrong time I'm apt to just say um, hi how's it going and then uh, yeah it's uh, I'll be honest I normally see you at uh, Death Proof Fight, Fight Club shows yep. so um, if you know my anything favorite, one of my favorite promotions yeah if you see never thought I'd say that <laughs> Just um, uh, the, the history there is that uh, I'm loyal to two promotions the most, and uh, that's PWA in Kitchener mm-hmm. and uh, Death Proof in Toronto, and now uh, presently in Hamilton. Uh, and that's because of the people who run them. We were sort of going through my history of uh, wrestling, and Johnny Tubasco was a name, and uh, I started with AWF with Ron Hutchison, but the second place I ended up working on a regular basis was Ring of Wars, Chris Drury. And uh, that's where I met Hornet, who's now refing in NXT. Um, uh, Jake O'Reilly, who I had a long association with, with uh, Adrenaline Live Wrestling, and which turned into Rock Solid Wrestling. Um, I met a young man named Chad, <laughs> uh, who ended up being Warhead, and uh, Eddie Osborne, who ended up running PWA. So I'm very loyal to the guys back in the day when we st- we've worked you know, known each other for over a decade, and in this business, that's a long time, because people come and people go. So I'm quite loyal to those two promotions, even though I've worked for, you know, I worked for 12 promotions last year. So this to see uh, Death Proof kind of um, winding down, it seems, um, is, is very sad for me. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, I would, I would love to uh, see him do every, do uh, every two months or three months shows, but... Well, we seem to be getting two a year now, and uh, you know that's sort of the in my history of promotions in Ontario. That's not a that's not a good sign. No. So, and I see Chad doing other things now, and he's working. I, I also work for Lucha, and uh, yeah. uh, demand Lucha. And Chad's there quite often, and uh, so I'm, I'm seeing him working more as a wrestler than a, a promoter. And I think, uh, without getting into the politics of it, that whole rock pile deal. Uh, oh yeah. Has taken a lot out of him. So. Yep, and it's Chad's a fantastic guy. Love him. Hope him. Hope hope all the all the all all, all the best of best of for him and uh, well, death absolutely. Death and death it's death funny group. because uh, I um, you think of the people in the business, and there's only been a handful that have been you know friends with me, and it's it's like anything you work in, wherever you work, and uh, you have that you know wrestling is work to me. Like I mean, I love it, but it is work and I'm going to work, and these are my work colleagues. And if you think of your group of people that you work with, you usually become friendly with one or two of them. You have that special relationship. Um, Warhead and a guy named P.D. Flex, Darcy, mm-hmm. um, those were two of the f- people in the, my early career who actually became friends. Um, here they are, you know, stapling each other and going crazy through tables, and these are the two who chose, they just treated me like everybody else. Um, in my particular case, because there's such an age difference, me being in my 60s, and most of these guys, even when I was 40, there's a, you know anywhere from a 20, 30, 40 year diff- uh, 
age difference. So um, the idea that those two, you know, I think I can't remember what it was, but they'll just say, "Hey, why don't you come over? You know, we're going to the mall. Do you want to come?" That kind of thing. And they don't know how important that was because at that time I was sort of sitting in the corner all the time because you know people were very pleasant to me. I've never had anybody be mean to me, really. But um, they're just not going to choose me as their friend because there's such an age difference, and I understand that too. So um, special relationship with Chad. He's he's just a uh, always been uh, in my corner so uh, I'll always be in his corner if if you you could actually pick what would be one of one of the favorite favorite uh, matches matches you've uh, you've been been in, involved in well you know what if you had asked me this two years ago it would have been the easiest answer in the world mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough early in my career to do a match with um, Harry Smith which is um, uh, Davy Boy Smith's son and uh, a young man named Fit Finley. Oh, wow. And uh, it happened in Barrie, Ontario. And when nobody comes up to Barrie, it was just a small place, but we ended up um, Smith Hart, who lived up here, ran a version of Stampede Wrestling Card, and they invited those two up. And that match was just, it's my kind of match. Everybody has a different kind of match, right? Uh, I, I know, yeah. I feel like an old man when I call it the flippity-floppity stuff. But uh, you know what I mean, the guys who jump around and stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. It's entertaining. And when I go to a show as a fan, I love it. But you always like what you started with. And when I started with, I was watching black and white TV, and Luthez was the world champion. And um, I like that grappling kind of wrestling. So I'm, you know, uh, that match stood out. But in the last couple of years, so that stood out as my top match for years and years and years and years. But due to visa problems. We have this young man who, uh, I've mentioned Tyson Dukes and uh, um, Cody Diener, but the guy who stands out in my mind right now, and there's a couple, but the one who just jumps out at me because I'm roughing him a lot lately is Josh Alexander. Oh, yeah. And um, he has such an opportunity to make an impression on Ontario, and obviously it has to do with visa problems because he can't get to the States right now. And um, you can have him on to explain all the details, but you know, it, to say it in the most basic terms that I understand is that Americans can come here to work so when you go to Death Proof or uh, any of the shows, I just worked Courage and they had a bunch of American guys coming up they can legally come across the border they're allowed so many dollars, Vince made a deal with the Canadian government um, so that they, you know, they can make you know a living but we cannot legally go to the states and wrestle uh, because we're taking a job and away from an American and the issues there crossing the border so you know you do hear about it and uh, you know I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble but um, some people take the chance because they know the only way they're going to get famous is to be wrestled in the states and get known so unless a promotion in the states will sponsor you to come down so if Ring of Honor says you know come on down we'll help you with your visa or impact you really are in trouble um, it's hard to, to do it I and mean, if you're doing it you're, you're, you're taking your chances um, long story short Josh Alexander uh, due to some visa issues has wrestled more in Ontario than I've seen him in years and years and years and of course um, I met him years ago when he was training so I've known him since he was Jay Phoenix the matches I, I want to narrow it down to one <laughs> but in the last three years roughing him because he has that oh excuse me he has that Fit Finley style that I love that grappling style and yeah. hard hitting um, basically every Josh Alexander match is my new favorite two that stand out in the last couple of years that I refed was Speedball Mike Bailey yeah. And against Josh, and uh, another one was, and I can't pronounce his name, he was a NOAA uh, student from Japan, and Kato, and it starts with K, and uh, I'm not even going to 
make an attempt because I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, but no, um, I have, I, 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 I believe I was actually there for uh, that match. Was it? it was, um, I saw it. At, I believe that was a PWA at Kitchener one, I think. Yeah. And uh, that was an amazing match as well, as was the Speedball Mike Bailey match. But basically every match I do, I think, um, I'm trying to remember who was in the strong style in the Hamilton finals. Because that whole tournament was great to me. And yeah. I love tournaments. Oh, yeah. I, I want to say it was Tarek in the final. Yeah, it was. I remember uh, that one. Um... Yeah, I, I, that was kind of a, I really liked that one too. That would be in my top five to ten as well. So, um, Josh just elevates whoever he wrestles and makes them look really, really good. Yeah, like so. uh, his last Josh Alexander match I've seen was uh, him and Jody Jody Threat. And yep. I brought, well, to that show, I brought a bunch of first-time Death Proof indie. Some of them have never actually seen indie 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 wrestling before. I think three. Like, what three, promotion three was that? Five. Can I ask what promotion? Uh, that was No No Limits. Uh, no, no, that okay. was a no, that was a Death Proof charity show. Um, right. Okay. So I ref that match. <laughs> yes. I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. Um, that was a great match. Oh yeah, it was, and it actually made Jody. Get me started on, so and, you're getting me into a new topic now because I can <laughs> talk about women wrestling, it, which everybody knows that I love. Yeah. Jody Threat is amazing. She is, and actually, all of all of my friends became Jody uh, Jody fans after 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 oh. that that match. They actually all bought merch. Well, as they I went said, over. He and... elevates whoever he wrestles. He makes them look really good. And, yeah. But but Jody doesn't need a lot of help. She's. Uh, I've never seen anybody, with the exception of maybe Gail Kim, who's picked up wrestling as fast as Jody. Because she's still. You know, in my mind, kind of a rookie. Yeah, she's still in. A year the, ago she, today, I don't think I would have known her. No, she has actually only been wrestling for like nine, nine, nine months at this point. Yeah, and now she and we're very good friends. I think, anyways. Yeah. Um, I, I likes her a lot, and um, but her work is just uh, uh, very, very good. I don't want I don't want her to hear this and think that she has nothing to work on. Of course, you do, but um, she's got that thing where she's just. Uh, if you know it's a Jody match, you know you're you're getting your money's worth. So yeah, and also I'm just thinking she's not even a year in, and this she's this good. Imagine in three years how good she's going to be. A lot of young wrestlers, boys and girls, when they get to this point, and you got to remember, um, over the I've done over 1,700 matches, so I mean I've, I've worked with you know maybe a thousand wrestlers. I've never really counted, but. Um, a lot of them who get really good at a young age all of a sudden think they know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't. She's a great listener, and I've heard her, you know, ask advice in the dressing room from some of the veterans. And um, she she works. She's just she's just a hard hard worker, and uh, people don't realize how hard these wrestlers work. And uh, as a referee, I mean, um, I get to see the preparation in the dressing room, and uh, the results are. You know, the results are there. I mean, you go to see Jody Thread, you're going to see a good match. Simple as that. Yeah. She works hard. One uh, question I do got asked, though, now that we're on women's women's uh, women's wrestling, I think you actually have a. I think uh, you might be going. I think I might know where you're going, but go <laughs> ahead. I think you have a uh, personal personal favorite, uh, beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful you know Bay. And, and it's funny because I sort of backed off. You didn't even finish the sentence. I apologize. Oh, no, no, I no. I know where you were going. <laughs> when you started the sentence, I knew where you were going. Um, yeah, Bia, beautiful Bia and I are, are friends. Um, it, it's nothing to do with wrestling. I mean, I don't have to tell you how great she is. You just yeah. 
she has that she has that infectious personality that is and just... that's what, what attracted me we uh, I, the first time we met was at Holland Landing doing a PWA show she was accompanying her uh, then boyfriend and now husband and um, I couldn't have been less attracted to a woman if I was paid she was coming from work and she got a long <laughs> coat on she was just you know one of the guy's girlfriends in my opinion I didn't even look twice at her yeah. And once again, I've told you before, you know, I don't socialize with the wrestlers because of the uh, age difference and everything. But this <laughs> one night, I mean, one of my, be- you know, better friends is, you know, as I say, PWA is kind of my special group. And um, Ruffy Silverstein said, well, why don't you come to the after party? We're going over to just, it's just, you know, a block away. It's a bar. And, you know, I don't drink and drive, so I will, uh, I'll go over for a minute. So I go over and she's there with, and sitting with Carlito. And if anybody knows me personally away from wrestling, they know that I love to dance. <laughs> and um, it was Duck Dynasty that night in that bar, that night. Everybody was dressed up like Duck Dynasty except us, and the wrestlers were there. And uh, I just remember I was dancing with random ladies, and I, I get pretty silly, and uh, I didn't know who they were, and I was just asking them to dance because I wanted to get up and dance. And I could see her eyes. I could see Bia's eyes looking at me, and you could just tell that she wanted to be up there. <laughs> and she didn't, and she didn't, and that was the end of that night. Never made an impression on her, on me. Never thought of it again. And then months later, we met again at a PWA show, and I don't, you know, at this point in time, she was. I found out she was training. I had no idea. So she was on this card, and it was at a place called in Bradford, Ontario, and it was um, Carrot Fest, which is one of my favorite shows of the year, and. Um, Music was playing in the background, and I can't help it, so I start dancing, and uh, I don't care if anybody's around. And she joined me. And I thought, wow, this beautiful blonde lady, and I, no offense, I, I, you know, I know what I look like. I'm pretty honest with myself. Um, <laughs> I don't usually have beautiful ladies dancing with me, at, at, or even being with me, or even talking to me. So that was kind of cool. And then we found that at every show, we kind of like to goof around and run around and be silly. And uh, that is our attraction. We love being silly. And we don't take life too seriously. And uh, um, we're usually annoying absolutely everybody in the dressing room who can't stand to be near us um, because we just like to goof around. So um, that's that's our relationship. We're just goofy together. We're silly. And then we just became real good friends. And uh, she's one of the few people, you know, of her age group that actually I can consider... Um, just out and out friends and uh, I guess that's why and then of course I'm trying to promote her career um, because I mean at 63 I know where my career is going <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's already peaked and it's going quite downhill fast but she has a chance I think she has the what it takes to be a, a pro wrestler and I know she really really wants it so um, I have a few connections I was able to get the article in Pro Wrestling Illustrated um, which I'm very proud of and um the rest of it's up to her. I'm trying to do everything I can. So I was promoter on my page, etc. Because um, I have 2,000 friends on Facebook, so I thought let's keep promoting her. And I have a lot of American friends, so let's get her name out there. But um, it, it got to a point where you know people just don't understand how a 63-year-old and a 25-year-old can be friends, and a lot of comments were made and things. So for the last six months, I really haven't put her on my page at all. Oh yeah. And um, and to the to all those people sick. Pardon me? Uh, to all those, all, all those, all those uh, uh, people, I say fuck them. Just <laughs> well, to be honest, it's true because the, in the last few weeks, uh, I've started going back and, and trying to get her out there. And like I said, yeah. 
Um, Jody is another one that I like a lot, but we don't we don't have that special special relationship. But yeah. she's also very nice to me, and I think just the idea that Bia was nice to me and in a dressing would come over and sit with me, that's opened up a lot. And I've known her for five years now, so that's opened up to the point where I've got a lot of young friends now. And this generation, this generation of fans is very friendly to me. And uh, I don't know what what the difference is. I guess when I started, they were all veterans and kind of veterans are very wary of strangers and new people. So maybe I looked at it as an age thing and maybe just a, a, a veteran thing is now that I'm, I'm sort of in there as the guy who's been around for 18 years. Um, the young people are awesome. I really like them a lot. You know, Flight or Fight, I really like those guys. We get along really, really well. And, um, Liam Worldwide, I'm just looking, I'm just thinking around the dressing rooms now. They, they'll all, they, those guys have no problem sitting with me and chatting and uh, hanging out. And uh, But I think Bia kind of started that and uh, I, I can never thank her enough. And we became special friends. We also, um, our love of dance, but we also both work with kids. I was an elementary school teacher for 30 years. And she works with kids as well. And you can see us at the arenas. You know, I get pissed off sometimes because I have to work with her because you know I usually uh, go around and have fun with the kids, but nobody wants to hack around with the old creeper guy if uh, Bia's there. So the, I, I lose my uh, my uh, shine with the kids there because you know if she's on a card, but uh, I don't mind. I don't mind. But, so we have a lot of things in common, and um, she does the same job as my wife does. So we, we get along really. Well, we have lots of conversations, and my wife absolutely loves her too. So um, she's yeah. part of the family here, and uh, just, uh, hopefully, I'm part of her family. And we just uh, we call each other brother and sister, and we just hang out. And uh, I don't have any sisters, so it's it's cool to have a sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have started promoting her again and um, hanging out with her a bit more. And uh, um, she has a promotion in. Uh, her family and uh, husband have a promotion in Port Coburn called Millennial Wrestling. So if you're out there, they have a show coming up. And um, they include me in that. So I, I know a lot of her family. I was at her wedding. And as I say, we're just out and out friends. Period. Yeah. Because um, pers- personally, I have friends who are younger than me. I have, well, I'm a member, um, member of the Knights of Columbus. So a lot of when I was a younger man, I hung out with older guys in my 20s. Some of my some of my best friends were in their 60s, 70s. So honestly, to me, age is just well, a number. It's all, all all about personality and who you you, you click with. Because well, I think, um, I, think uh, yeah. I totally agree with you, and I think the the added thing is that she's a beautiful girl. So that kind of puts it on that you know. Um, it makes it a little different as well. So I mean, uh, but I mean, nothing's ever been. Uh, we love teasing each other and flirting with each other, and uh, it, it's just a silly thing. So when people see it, they go, "Oh, you creeper!" And it's like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're just having fun and goofing off, and uh, we love to be silly." And I, I guess I, I backed off because I'm, I'm very conscious of Dia's career. Oh, yeah. I really, really want her to do the best she can. We Jeez. both have another similar issue is that we both live in crappy places in that I'm in beautiful Elmville, half an hour north of Barrie. Um, she's in Port Colburn, which is uh, out in the south-south-south uh, end. So everywhere we go for wrestling, we have to drive hours. And we're both at the opposite ends of Ontario. So we have that in common as well. Like We don't live in that Toronto-Hamilton area where there's so much action. St. Catharines, or not St. Catharines, but Kitchener and that, that area where there's just so much wrestling action. So we, we both have to drive tons, and we're driving in opposite directions. So 
So when we see each other, really, it's only at wrestling shows. So that makes it special as well, too. So awesome. We do a lot of stuff on phone, on texting and Facebook and stuff, but we don't really see each other that often. So it's pretty special when we see each other. Oh, wow.